Hi, everyone. Welcome to Psychic Connection, Collaboration Over Competition. And today, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Claudine Walk. Hi, Claudine. Hey, Phyllis. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. Well, I love to jump right in. So let's start with the first question. Now, I know women multitask and we're known to do that. But boy, you're such an example of that because you multitask with different professions. So you're an accountant, a writer, a radio station host of Let's Talk on WDVR FM 89.7, and you host your own podcast, Stories and Strategies for Women. So I'm going to ask the age old question. How do you juggle it all? Oh, there is a re there is an actual answer to that question, and and it it isn't uh, too much of a mystery, really. My my children all left. <laughs> that makes it easier, right? <laughs> yeah. So once once my my youngest went off to college, that's when I decided I'm gonna take a little time to do something that I've always wanted to do. So I had the accounting job part time. Right. I you know was dabbling in uh, the other the other areas. And I decided, Hey, I'd like to get into radio. And I happened upon WDVR in right. Surgeonsville, New Jersey, which is a uh, wonderful radio station. It's been around for 30 years plus. Mm -hmm. And I decided to volunteer because everyone there is a volunteer. It's an all profit okay. station. Right. And, you know, I went in for a couple of, uh, couple of, uh, issues they they needed some help with with excel and that was kind of where my strengths were oh right definitely being accountant yeah exactly and they said well what would you like to, what would you like to do eventually with the radio and i said oh i'd like to be a, a host and they said well you know that that's probably going to take a lot of time but mm -hmm. you know we'll 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 try to get your needs met there and mm -hmm. and they did and they hooked me up with another um broadcaster and i watched her and she taught me and uh, you know, within a couple months, they said, Hey, we have this opening. So that's oh, how I started with let's talk. So yeah, didn't know anything, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know anything about it, but just, just loved it. So everything kind of sprung from there. Right. But you're such a natural, I know you have one on your radio show and uh, I don't know, it, it just comes like effortlessly. I think to you, you ask these great questions and you interject and, you know, interact very well. Um, I don't know. I think it's part, part of your calling. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank definitely. you. So, yeah. So another part of your calling, right. is definitely, you created a new podcast stories and strategies for women. So just tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So stories and strategies for women started a couple months ago I, uh, in the new year, probably I'd say maybe a couple before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I just had this idea that I like to interview and I also like to read and I love to meet new people and talk to experts about what they're good at. And there's so many women who are experts in different areas that I thought, you know what, I, I want to kind of share what I'm learning with other women and hope that they take what they need from it. I didn't want it to be anything judgy because I was finding when I was listening to other podcasts or interviews mm -hmm. that the host was saying, 
this is what you should get out of this and maybe introducing it that way. And, and I, I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to get out of it when I need to get out of it. And I thought if I'm going to do a podcast, I wanted to have that same thing. I wanted, I wanted people to get what they need to get from it at the time that they need to get it and the time they need to hear it. So basically I'm just introducing the audience to other people who are experts in certain areas that women find interesting in general, at least I do. And and oh, you do too. Oh, good. Yeah. I love the podcast. Yeah. Because we're all, you know, trying to learn and grow and develop and, and, and be our best selves. And I think women are really positive about their prospects and uh, sharing some of this information maybe would motivate someone to action or not action, you know, because that's, right. that's also a decision, the, the decision not to act. Not to. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So I don't know, the way you're describing it kind of reminds me a little of what Oprah always tried to do, right? On her shows, <laughs> you know, talk to different experts and um, give people, you know, topics that uh, they all, you know, had an interest uh, in. And then you take, um, you know, what you get out of it. Like yeah, said, I hope so. I mean, that's, that's the, I got Oprah. Wow. I mean, I yeah, wish. Oh, definitely. And you know how much of a natural she is. I, I feel, you know, again, you're such a natural. Thank and, you. Um, you really, you know, formatted it uh, very well and you have very interesting people, you know, that are on. Yeah. So, thank you. You know, I look forward to each one. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the reasons that I think I'm good, not good, but I I'm interested in asking questions is because my mother used to call me Curious George. I I asked a lot of questions from the time I was a little kid and I'd be like, well, why mom? Well, why this and why that? And the poor woman, you know, working full time, going to school at night because she wanted to get her degree Mm -hmm. and she didn't obviously have the opportunity before she started having babies. Right. Um, and also, you know, cooking a three course dinner every night, you know, the meat, the starch, the vegetable right. every night. I don't know how she did it. And here I am while she's at the stove saying, why mom, why this, why that? What's this? What's that? <laughs> so I think that's why, cause I just have a, a genuine curiosity, curiosity. Of why yeah. things are the way they are, or yeah. maybe how they could be different. And I love to learn. Yeah. You love to learn. Wow. I don't know. Again, it's a natural, definitely a natural. So uh, I think it's definitely part of your calling. Thank you. Yeah. But what made you get into accounting? Oh, counting. Well, that, that's another thing. You know, it's funny because if you think about radio and broadcasting, mm-hmm. there's more of an artistic side to that. Right. Exactly. And accounting is the complete opposite. Right. Right. And I love both. Um, and I'm doing both right now, which is kind of interesting because I, it's hard for me to put the different hat on sometimes right? because you're really using one side of the brain and then the other side of the brain. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, accounting was, um, I'm very lucky because a lot of people today, their kids today, especially, they don't know what they want to do with their life. My father had gone to night school after he got married again, didn't have the opportunity to go before he got married, went at night. And he, he would have these textbooks around the house. So by the time I got older, he kept them. And, you know, I, I have no idea. I pulled this accounting textbook off the shelf and I just started, you know, I got myself in a mechanical pencil and I just started to, you know, write in it and learn and read it. And I just found it really interesting. I know that's kind of sick, isn't it? 
no, I'm an accountant too. So, right. but I have a totally different story. Yeah. So, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about the take on that? Somehow you said you were pulled kind of drawn to that particular textbook and it happened to be accounting and you happen to open it up and then you just happen to start doing some of the problems. Yes. I don't know. To me, I'm going to throw the word like intuitive. You were drawn to it, you know, kind of meant to be. You tapped into it. Yeah. I never never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great segue to talk a little bit about your intuition. How, How do you feel, you know, your intuition, how did you discover your intuition and how does it come to play in your life? Yeah, it's funny. I, I'd like to think that I have intuitive skills. I just feel like sometimes I, I'll get a dream and then mm-hmm. it'll happen yeah. or right. Or I'll be pushed yeah. in a certain direction and right, it right. was the right thing to do. And I'm Ooh, like, wow, yeah. how did I come up with that one? Right. Um, and I, I think I'm trying to think some other, some other examples of that, um, you know, with, with the radio station, it just seems that one thing leads to another thing mm-hmm. leads to another thing. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of ideas um, when I'm in the shower. I don't know what that means. Well, yeah, things just pop in your head, right? And right. The shower would just kind of, you know, more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just, you know, that, that, that quiet time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And so, so things have kind of worked out that way. And with my first book, I had that kind of, intuitive, um, idea, uh, cause I had self-published first right. and I had this idea that was kind of out there. I was, I was working with a marketer, but I was doing a lot of the work, you know, and, and coming up with the ideas, kind of like what you're doing with your new book. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Very exciting. And I, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to have her send it to Dr. Laura Schlesinger. I don't know if anybody remembers oh, Dr. I Laura. remember her. Yeah. Yes. So she had this nationally syndicated radio program and she was, she, she also had all these books and I thought, I bet you she's going to like it. And I remember the marketer saying to me, well, good luck with that. You know, I mean, you know, she was like, ah, you know, whatever, if that's what you want to do. And I just, I had a very strong feeling that I needed to do that. And I went and did it. And um, here I got the producer called me and said, Dr. Laura loves it. And she's going to highlight it. And so there you go. So it was just- That's your intuition. That's it. intuition kind of drew you there, even though you had almost like a Debbie Doubter, right? Right. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Your intuition, you know, said, oh no, I I think, you know, I'm going to send it off. And what do I have to lose, right? Right. And it worked out. It did. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, even just going forward with with the book itself, because as you know, it's, it's really hard. I I went Mm -hmm. traditional route first and Mm -hmm. ended up sending my uh, proposal to lots of different um, agents, lots of different publishers. And I have a, I have a stack this thick of rejections and um, which was actually a good experience because I, it doesn't bother me anymore. So kept at it and, and here it was picked up and, the book was actually after it was picked up by the publisher, it was um, sold in in two countries. So there's actually, oh my gosh, that's yeah, fantastic. yeah, wow, there's a there's country. a yeah, it's funny that there's an it gets easier in other lives. We tell new mothers in uh, Portuguese, and there's one in uh, Polish, and it's funny how how they ended up with different book covers. 
because those publishing companies bought oh, they the book changed rights. The book cover. Oh, I didn't know they that did. That. I'll I'll show them to you sometime. It's they're funky. You know what? Tell everyone the name of your book. It's called It Gets Easier and Other Lies We Tell New Mothers. Mm. Yes. Tell yes. us a little bit more about it. Well, it's a book for the new mom or the mom who has had maybe a second child, um, but is, you know, has a newborn. Um, it's, it's kind of a two part book. The first part is some of the logistics to help with, uh, baby care. I talk a little bit about baby schedules and maybe how to just get through those first few months after having a baby. Yeah. Cause they're so, they're, they're so hard. And then the second half of the book talks about how your life may have changed after having a baby, your relationship with your job, the stay at home versus at home mom situation. I talk a little bit about, I bring in Maslow's hierarchy of needs and talk a little bit about, right? Like how Mm -hmm. things have changed and how you might want to, you know, go forward, how things may may have changed with your husband, um, how to talk through those issues. You know, it's become like a baby shower gift because when people read the title, everybody laughs. Yeah. Ladies, listen up. If you're looking for a baby shower gift, say it one more time. That's it. It gets easier and other lies we tell new mothers. So speaking of honesty, here's another way. Yes. Um, I'm going to be very honest. You helped me with my book. You were my cheerleader. You know, you encouraged me in so many ways. You gave me a lot of ideas um, on a variety of things about my book, you know, especially marketing, because that's really one of my weaknesses, you know on the marketing, but um, what advice could you give to women, you know, or men as well, um, thinking about writing a book and, you know, the whole process? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say in helping you, I know what's going to happen. It's like when you write a book and you self-publish, you become an expert and you, you are becoming an expert and you're also going to pass that on to someone else. You'll pay that oh, forward. You're an expert. <laughs> oh, you will be for sure. For sure. Um, I think the biggest thing to take away, if you're thinking about writing a book is write it, just write it, yeah. write it, that's true. um, write it. just write it, just see if you can do it because there, yeah. there are so many people who say, Oh, I'd love to write a book. And I think I could write a book, but write it, you know, yeah. and then, and then kind of see where you're at. If, if you're, there is a difference between a fiction book and a nonfiction book, the fiction yeah. book, they definitely say, yes, write it. The nonfiction book, they say you can provide an outline, some sample chapters, mm-hmm. and and you can you can set, submit that and see if anybody's interested, and then you can go from there. But I, I still say write it. Okay, that's number one. Number two, if you're serious, get a book called uh, "Write the Perfect Book Proposal" by Jeff Herman. Uh-huh. Yes, I right? highly recommend it. You told me to get it. I yep. got it, and that that did help a lot. Yes, because that goes through how to write a book proposal, but it also goes through what you're going to want to share in terms of marketing that book. Cause your book, you really need to be solving a problem with your book. What's, what problem do you solve? What, what is your book going to, what kind of stories is it going to generate? What, what kind of, um, what, what people are you trying to reach? What's your message for those people and all about you? Why are you the perfect person to write the book? And it does it in a really kind of quickie way, you know, right. and then it also has sample book proposals. So it's very, yeah. Oh, I you know, love the sample. wasn't that great? Very, very helpful. Yes. yes. 
So that would be my, so for $14, you can, you can, it is, you can, you can figure out, I think it's $14, but you can figure out whether or not this is something that you want to take on. But in terms of publishing itself, two, two big things, self-publishing versus traditional publishing. If you're going to go to traditional publishing, you can submit a proposal either to an agent or to the publishing company directly. Biggest thing there is if you're going to go to a publishing company directly, look under submissions and there are always guidelines by each publisher and follow their directions. Don't send something in the way that they don't want it. You send it the way they want it. That's, that's the biggest thing. And then if you're going to self-publish, there's all kinds of wonderful um, ways to self-publish that are less complicated than when I did it the first time in 2009. Mm -hmm. And that is that they have this wonderful thing called print on demand and right. You can, you can self-publish your book without having to go through the investment of physically printing books, maybe 3000, which is what I did the first time, 3000 books printed and then, you know, sent to your house or sent yeah. to your distributor, distributor, um, which is, so it's a whole different ball game with self-publishing. It makes it a heck of a lot easier, but the, the, the thing that you have to understand, whether you self-publish or you traditionally publish, you are expected to market that book. If you traditionally publish, yes, you'll have a publicist, but you'll have a publicist who has several other books to publicize. And a publisher is going to want to know what you're going to do and what you can add in order to, to sell that book. So, so those are the, really the biggest issues. And then the other, the other piece of it, and Phyllis and I have worked uh, through this a bit is, yeah, be real careful before you hire someone to uh, do your interior layout, your, your book cover, your, um, some of the technical things that you need, like an ISBN number. Uh, your CIP catalog in progress in order for your book to be an actual book, you know, in the library of Congress, uh, just make sure that you, you do your homework because there are, there are some folks out there who would love to take your money. Very true. Don't really know what they're doing. So, so my get my, the biggest clue is to ask for that person's um, recommendation from someone and talk to that reference and talk to that person. Uh, someone who has already worked with that person who had a book uh, developed and published and um, done. And uh, that's probably your best bet, but don't, don't, don't give anybody any money until you do that. What do you think, Phyllis? The same? I agree a hundred percent. And that's why I'm so thankful, Claudine, that you and a woman that I hired to Julie Marquette um, called yourselves book shepherds. And yes. they were excellent. They helped me through, you know, so many um, steps of the process. And I felt comfortable. Um, you know, both of you were amazing um, and really great. Um, but before that, I had someone that it just didn't work out. So, um, you know, and that can happen and, and realize it. And then, you know, right. cut the tie and then move on to, um, and again, I think, you know, uh, my intuition kind of came into play um a little bit later with the first one but then it, it popped in and said okay done and then moved on and you know with you and julia it, it was just fabulous i'm so you glad know, and, then, and then what are the chances that that we would have met and that you would have had that need and then i would have yeah. known who to send you and i guess that's well, like all that networking 
<laughs> yeah, networking and um, I don't know, a little bit of, um, you know, a little yeah. bit of our destiny, uh, you know, it was meant for us to meet, um, you know, for different reasons, you know, so, um, but I don't want to forget, I do want to ask you, you are working on a second book. Yes. Right. So did you get an intuitive feeling about what this book should be about? Probably. Yeah. I probably, yeah, yeah I, I, I think, but yeah, I was reading about so many different issues and once you get to know me and you'll, you probably know this already. I mean, there's certain issues that I really glom onto, but right. in, in total, I'm, I'm an advocate for women for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That comes through. Yeah. Beautifully it shines through and really everything you do. Yeah. And, and we should be very thankful because you're yeah. so you know helpful Thank and you. Encouraging and engaging. Yeah. But there are certain books that I've read over the years, and I'm a big reader, that really stuck with me. And they stuck with me for different reasons. And I would go back and I would look at that book. And I don't, I don't know if you do this, but yeah. I actually write in my books. I will, I will write in my books. Yeah, I do. And I heard I that, that. Okay. Yeah. You I know, people doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Mercer. Uh, we, we yeah, I'm, I'm, I live in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and Henry Mercer is, is one of our uh, famous historical figures. He owns the um, uh, Moravian Tile Works, and his his um, home is made all of cement, and it is a tour tourist spot. And if you go on the tour, you they'll take you through the, these wonderful rooms, and it's it's just amazing how that guy lived. But anyway. He uh, was a lover of books as well. And I heard, and they said that he wrote in all of his books. And I thought, okay, I'm in good company. If Henry Mercer did it, I'm okay. Yeah, that's great. I, yeah. So anyway, so I'd write in these books and things would come up uh, and I would remember and I'd go back and I thought, oh, I got to share this because this is really good stuff. Oh, and then I started yeah. going back to the authors and interviewing them for Let's Talk and you know, the, the more good stuff. Great, great idea. Yeah. And again, it's the, it's kind of the same idea as the podcast and it's mm -hmm. going to be the same name, hopefully. But the idea is, um, you know, here's, here's a story, you know, here's okay. a story and, and it's a juicy story, right? Cause well, stories, we love juicy stories. We do. And they we motivate. Yeah. And hopefully they, they, they entertain, but, but maybe there's, you know, there's something in there for you. And again, not, not right. judgmental, but Hey, I found this interesting. Hopefully you do too. And you can take something from it. So there were, you know, yeah, different, yeah. each chapter will be a different subject where mm -hmm. I'm highlighting an expert and going through what happened, uh, right. or an author, what happened right. in their life and what they shared and kind of what they, they took from it. Okay. Yeah. Any titles yet or no, you probably can't. I think I love stories and strategies for women. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love the same title. Uh, but yeah, but I'm going through the book book process too as well. So yeah. throw it out to a few agents and see if they like it too and if they think it's uh, timely. But it is definitely something that's positive. Right, and right. Um, you know, and again, women are busy people, and you yeah, know, just yeah. a quick you know one chapter bite of here's this right, great right. story, you know, and and hopefully you know you can take take away from it, but also. Um, I don't know, have something to talk about when we have cocktail parties again. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, that's it. So um, I do, we're starting to run it a little out of time. So I ask all my guests, um, what advice would you give to listeners about exploring or expanding their intuition? I think the best advice is to stay open 
mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. and maybe just take a few minutes to meditate. And, and by meditate, I simply mean sit in silence, which right. gosh, do we ever get a chance to do, you know, my we wives, mothers, this effort. I think we have to make that conscious effort to do. Right. right. But if you only take, I mean, you think, oh, 20 minutes, how am I going to sit there for 20 minutes and meditate? No, no, no. Take two minutes. And then just, just, just sit in silence and just, just be open. Open and see what comes in. See what comes in. Great. Well, speaking of seeing what comes in, Uh another great segue. Oh, you're really like feeding it to me. This is wonderful. Good, good. So what we always do too um, at the show um, is we'll ask two questions, um, you know, that people have sent in. So ready for the first question? Sure. Okay, Claudine. So Lynn would like to know. When will my daughter meet her soulmate? Hi, Lynn. Uh, when will Lynn's daughter meet, meet her, her soulmate? soulmate? I feel like it's going to be within six months to a year. <gasps> Ooh, yay, Lynn. I hope she's not 13. One year. No, actually, uh, let's see. Hopefully she, I, I have a feeling that she's probably, um, maybe 20s. But that's, I mean, if this is what, cause you're the expert here, I've never really done this before, but if that's what, if it's what something pops in your head, that's what popped in my head. That's what happens. Okay. You know, it'll just pop in your head. That's one way to pick up information. And there we go. There we go. So, um, Lynn, you'll have to come back and let us know what you happens within know. six months or one year. And good luck. Yes. Good luck. So the second question is from Brian and Brian would like to know, um, what were signs for you to let you know about your intuition? Oh, that's a great question, Brian. Uh, I think, I think probably creating the book was something, the first book, my first book was something that I felt really, really strongly about. And it was, it was something that I'd put aside and it would just keep coming back to the front of my mind wow. again yeah, and again and again. Yeah. And I think that was my first sign because first does that make sense? I, I think it totally makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like, if, you know, we might get a thought, but we'll like ignore it or, right. or whatever. But then like, I feel the universe is persistent. Okay. We really want you to get this one. We're going to send it again or show up, you know, in a different way. Uh, my mind just kept saying, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, part of the universe, this must come out. Right. Right. You know, it's funny though, that thrift, um, there's another website called thriftbooks.com. I don't know if you're familiar. No. no. Okay. It's a used book site and it's, it's nationwide. Really Mm -hmm. cool. So if there's a book that, um, my son is getting into reading now that he's out of school and he reading for pleasure. And he had all these books that he wanted and they were really hard to find. And and I I found a lot of them on thrift books. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I I don't usually do this, but I, uh, I looked up my own book. Oh, I wonder if my, this is after months of using the site. Oh, I wonder if it gets easier is on that site. And it is. Let me tell you, those reviews are so nice. Oh, yes. That's and if, great to hear. Yeah, yeah. And when, when I read somebody write 
you know, this really helped me through my first year. Thank you so much for writing. I just, you know, that's, it is, that's, that's really what it's all about. And that was really the, the idea. Like I had some great help along the way. Yeah. I think that was it. It was just kept coming at me. Preponderance, Brian. Yep. Stick with it. Stick with it. Right. Already. Well, I am very sorry to say we are out of time, but uh, I can't thank you enough, Claudine. This was awesome. Once again, you gave great advice as you usually do. And I I, I so appreciate it. Um, So when your second book is finished, we'll have to have you back again so we can talk about it. Oh, I love that. And thank you so much for having me and good luck with your book. Oh, thank you so much. So um, I also want to let everyone know if anyone would like to send in some questions, just go to www.readingsbyphyllis.com, send them in, and hopefully we can get uh, to have them answered by um, you know, our guests that we're interviewing. So once again, thank you, Claudine. Thank you, viewers and listeners. And uh, take care and God bless.